All right, what's up? What's going on? This is uh, StoochCast episode, I'm going to guess, 155. And uh, I have a very special guest with me today, a great journalist. She's written for the Pittsburgh Current, Pittsburgh City Paper, very local Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh Magazine. So, yeah, she's super Pittsburgh. Give it up for Amanda Reed. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, no problem. How are, how's, how are things? How's everything? Um, I feel like that's a very loaded, that's kind of a, I feel like anytime I ask someone like, how are you doing? I sort of get like beady eyes. Like, how dare you ask that question? Yeah. Um, so I think whenever, whenever people ask me like, how are you doing right now? I always just like to say like, I plead the fifth. You know, like I'm, I'm fine. You know, I'm healthy. I'm alive. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. That's, that's like a good response. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) That's the best one. Like I'm, I'm half present, you know, like everything is bad. And I'm, I'm most of the time functioning at like maybe 50%, but my attention attention span is very short. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. I like run around my house and I'm like in the middle of doing something. And then I come back and I'm like, what, what was I doing again? I feel like, I feel like a goldfish just living in a, a fish bowl because yeah. like a- every day is sort of the same. And I just walk around and just forget everything all the time. Yeah. Or a hamster on like one of those wheels. Yeah. You know, just spinning and nothing's happening. Just spinning That's and nothing's happening. Oh yeah, for sure. Every day. Although, um, I watched a I watched a TikTok today where it was like a hamster. I guess its cage was like right near its owner's bed. So the hamster was like at the foot of the bed, just jumping towards its cage and just absolutely failing and just Ooh. and it was like <laughs> a slow motion jump too. So it was just like slow motion absolute failure and just flopping around and I absolutely could not stop laughing because I was like this is this is an exact representation of my mental state at this moment true it's very true I had TikTok for like a week and then I then I deleted it I just didn't get it I I, felt like an old I felt like an old man (laughs) I'm 25 but I felt like an old I'm like what is this like I don't 25 is the year 25 is the year where you don't like anything new anymore yeah exactly you're like what's instagram what what are the kids using now these days um but no i'm actually kind of the opposite i kind of love tiktok i think um these teens are just really creating some good funny content and i'm just like what the heck you're literally 17 and you're just like you're just objectively funnier than I am and like that's fine you know listen if this were the giver I would let you just like euthanize me you know that the giver that that giver that was some hard some hard stuff I read that that I read that in seventh grade and it literally shook my world yeah what was that about it was just like a place for like so, oh, people of were course, getting euthanized. They were killing off people for no reason, right? So that, but like everyone saw the world in like gray, but all of a sudden, and it was like a dystopian world naturally. Yeah. Um, everyone was seeing gray, but then this kid started seeing color, 
and like freaked out. Um, in the movie adaptation, Taylor Swift was there. I didn't even watch the movie. So it was um, like the Avatar, you know? Yeah, she's the Avatar. Um, but there are, there's a sequel called Something Blue that I read that was very good. And then there's another book afterwards where it's like the giver world and the, um, whatever the title of the sequel is, it's slip, it's slipping my mind. You can Google it. Um, like those two worlds come together and I haven't read that one yet. Oh. Yeah, the giver. I remember, yeah, I remember that back in seventh grade. I was like, this is, there was like another book that I read that was pretty dark. I forget what it was. Was it The Outsiders? I remember that. You remember like the outsiders thing? Everyone dressed like a greaser. No, it was like no. a dance. We had that at our middle school. It was like people <laughs> dressed up like like the like the the socias. They call them the socias and like the greasers. So it was like the preppy kids versus like the greaser. It was definitely out of like what was it? Some John Travolta. That one John Travolta movie. Uh, Grease. <laughs> Grease. No, it's definitely like that. That's wild. Um, I'm trying to think. For some reason, um, the one book, and I, I've never read this book, but I think it's called like Hatchet. And I just remember the cover because I'm pretty sure it's a guy just like carrying around an axe and there's like a hawk behind him. And I think it's supposed to be like a survival novel. But again, I was reading just like Babysitter's Club and um, uh, oh, the um, like Wayside stories it was like the school that instead of being like horizontal it, it was built vertical so it was just like a really tall school and like weird things happened in the school i love the like the wayside school books that's like that's like going way back to first grade i was thinking like west side story not this <laughs> was like travolta but west side story it was kind of oh, like oh got it got it yeah that's what i was thinking nice all right so we got <laughs> i got a hard-hitting question Mm -hmm. And I ask many guests this. This is like the opener. It's uh, it's uh, Amanda. How how do you do it? How do I do it? Um, uh, it's very open ended. How do you do it? How do I do it? Um, it's a lot of whenever I think of that, I naturally um, I think of like the intersection of just like journalism and comedy. I feel like a lot of journalists can learn a lot of things from improv. That's sort of where I got my comedy start. So I think how I do it in both of those realms is just sort of like putting yourself out there and taking risks and not being afraid to take no as an answer. I mean, what I mean is like the worst thing someone can say to you is no. Um, so it's just sort of like, shoot your shot. Yeah. See what happens. Absolutely. I, I definitely have, especially in pandemic times as well, when things are so uncertain right now, I sort of have been kind of relishing in the unknown. Um, I know, and, and th this is the case for a lot of people as well, but like, I sort of get a lot of anxiety from like, when I don't have the answers or when something hasn't happened yet but I'm like what if it happens and I definitely um have learned to like you know like just cross that bridge when you get there yeah I usually uh when I have to make a decision I usually uh I usually take a big nap 
Honestly, fair. Although I will say one time, however, it was like a sad nap. I like took a nap when I was sad. And then I woke up from the nap and I was like still a little sad. And I got an important phone call. And I wouldn't say that I made like the wrong choice. But like looking back, I'm like, I kind of wish I would have said yes. But like saying. All right. Yeah, we're back. Technical difficulties. But yeah. The, uh, the improv. Yeah, so I think, um, and I actually wrote an article about this way back when, um, but improv, I got into it because um, I always like to joke that uh, I was, like, I would sometimes get, like, 10 likes on my tweets, and I was like, maybe I should take this energy and, like, put it into a productive place. Wow. And into a productive environment instead of just, like, out in the internet. So I was like, okay, uh, improv, sure. Because, like, I I'd always wanted to do, like, improv and stand-up. Um, so then I started doing classes at um, Steel City Improv Theater. Um, and then I ended up taking a stand-up class at Arcade and, like, doing open mics and whatever. And as luck would have it, I was starting to get booked on shows. And then COVID happened. So, like, naturally... Oh, yeah. It's been a bummer. Like, real bummer, which is fine, but it's okay. Like, everything happens for a reason. But a big, um, and I don't know if you've taken any improv classes, but a big part of improv is finding the truth in a situation. So, like, if your partner says something, internally, you're like, all right, well, if this is true, then, like, what else could be true in this world that we are creating? Yeah. And also with improv, like you have to really quickly connect with your scene partner. Um, so you have to establish a relationship very, very fast. And I feel like with journalism, it's sort of the same way, especially if you're um, writing like, about somebody like writing about somewhat somebody and they might be like a little shy and reserved. Or if you are like, say you're covering like like a protest or like a vigil um, like, having the ability to establish that very, and especially, like, there are people, like, who just simply, like, they're just very shy about, you know, talking to, like, members of the media, but yeah. having that ability to just, like, quickly establish a relationship, I think, really helps with interviews, um, and helps people really open up, um, and sort of helps you get the information you need for um, your story. So with that being said, because it's sort of like vice versa, like because I'm a journalist and a lot of my work is very much rooted in the truth and finding the truth, a lot of my stand-up and um, my comedy and the things that I find funny are just sort of like silly, truthful stories that sort of point out the absurdity of life as is um yeah. like i know sometimes the stand-up like stand-up comedians really love just sort of like over exaggerating things um yeah, for sure <laughs> yeah um but i'm also just like a little a little goody two-shoes and i'm like i don't like lying so i i like trying to keep things as real as possible um and just trying to find the humor sort of in reality and the humor and truth and, you know, the funny, weird things that just happen in everyday life. Yeah, that's awesome.
that's super cool you know just like like with the improv thing i'll use that tied that in with the um like the journalism thing like building a relationship i thought that was neat yeah that was, yeah i've seen your like you've written for all these uh like these papers and like you know, websites, magazines, it's all, everything's Pittsburgh. Are you from Pittsburgh originally? No, or? so I'm okay. actually, I'm actually from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. I am oh, the about, Amish. Yeah. <laughs> the Amish. Um, one time I actually went to summer camp um, in like central, like, like sort of like North central Pennsylvania, kind of like maybe towards like the Penn State-ish area. Um, and a girl asked me, like, I like told her I was from Lancaster. And by the way, it's pronounced Lancaster. Um, I'll get more into that later. But this girl was like, oh, like, you're from Lancaster. Are you Amish? And I'm like, um, well, my, my shorts have a, a zipper on them. So, I mean, <laughs> one plus one, the Amish don't believe in zippers. I'm yeah. not Amish. But if you, if you, or iPhones, or yeah. electricity. <laughs> um, actually, so two things. One, if you encounter someone from Lancaster and you pronounce it Lancaster, nine times out of 10, they will correct you. It's like the one thing that every Lancastrian does. That is, I even, I do it all the time and I, it's the most annoying thing. And for some reason I can't stop Two, Again, being from Lancaster, um, I grew up closer to Lancaster city, not that many Amish people there, but, 10-ish minutes away from the city and again like now I live in like the Lampeter area which is a little bit more rural but yeah. sort of like um you and it's like literally it's very weird how fast it goes from like city to like back roads like once you get far out like far enough out on route 30 like you can like turn right and just like see see like a horse and buggy yeah, that's, you know what I mean? yeah, that's, that's it's wild be. it's wild um but they, i will they say have great crafts great cr crafts yeah, yeah yeah like let, if you want to bench or a chair or some really good yeah. cabinets look to the amish yeah, um a, but i will say um the one thing that is very annoying when you're just driving on these back roads and you just encounter just like a huge pile of horse crap in the road that you just have to like drive around or if you're stuck behind a horse and buggy and the other lane of traffic like you just don't have a chance to pass the horse and buggy you're just kind of stuck there yeah they have a um yeah do the amish have a policy in regards to that when their horses leave uh, dung on the road Oh, no, the horse is just, like, I mean, like, sometimes they have, like, if you've ever seen, like, a horse and carriage, like, I don't know if they have, like, a little poop trap, but, like, most of the time, the horse is just, like, poop in the road. There you go. See, they, yeah, they're like, yeah. They don't I mean, honestly. You can't contact it, them. They don't have email. I guess they have to send them a letter. Yeah. It, it's how, listen, you save the post office, and you, you communicate with the Amish. Although, um, do you remember when Amish mafia was a thing? I, I heard of it. Was it okay. based out of, was it out of Punxsutawney? I know Punxsutawney mm. has Amish. They have Amish Pro people there. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, and don't, I, this is just what I believe from being from Lancaster. I think they're actually just like a very private people. So I don't think they like like their photos taken or like videos taken of them. So yeah. either 
Amish, the Amish mafia was maybe a bit of a lie or it was um, an exaggerated an exaggeration because there are also Amish people who like have mowers and like drive trucks but there are also Amish people who were like I here we go in the horse and buggy let's roll you know yeah I heard the Amish like like shun I remember reading about them on Wikipedia like shunning excommunication like when they do it it's pretty hardcore yeah they, do they like if you get excommunicated by won't see like you will not see any of your family anymore do they like, have like a priest or something you know do they have like the high Amish priest high like, Amish like, priest I, I don't do you, know again do like, like I do you like uh, walk into the village and say they have like um you know, they had like a, they, they had like a pager, you know, they find like somebody with a pager on, they're like, what? And then they excommunicate. <laughs> you just, you just gotta go. Um, I don't know, but I know that like, um, Rumspringa is a thing where they like go out and experience the world. Um, I, I'm like, I'm not too familiar about the Rumspringa concept. I just know that it exists and like people joke, like, like, oh, like, they're on Rumspringa if you see, like, an Amish person, like, driving a car. Um, but, yeah, no, Lancaster County, very cute. Um, Lancaster City is super cute. The Fulton Opera House is a gorgeous, gorgeous venue. Um, that way, the Amish Opera House? No, 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 the Fulton Opera House. Oh, so, the Fulton Opera House is, the Fulton Opera House is a <laughs> normal goodness. thing. Um, however, we do um, we do have something called Dutch Apple Dinner Theater, which is a dinner theater, as in it's literally dinner in a show rolled into one. The last time I went to Dutch Apple, I was very very young, um, but and I forget if you like eat dinner like during the show or if like you eat like before the show, and then the show happens. But yeah. like it's literally I if I if. Dutch Apple Dinner Theater was open, um, and if I still lived in Lancaster, like, that is, I would take dates there all the time, or I would um, command dates to take me there, because uh, it's man. literally, it's such an easy date. It's easy. It's a layup. It's a layup. It's a layup date. It's a two-in-one. It's like the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner of a date. <laughs> Wait, before, like, since, you know, if we're going to stop talking about Amish, Amish, I was thinking of one last thing about the Amish. They're yeah. never going to know what we said about them because this isn't a recording. Exactly. I mean? This isn't a recording. So I could talk, talk all much. I could talk all much, so much shit. I could say, fuck the Amish. I could say, like, you know, I don't care. But I do care. It's cool. It's pretty cool to see it, you know, yeah. in real time. I bet they're good at arm wrestling. Yeah. Wait, what makes you that. say that? It's without the horse. No, they're like all, all the farm work. work. But yeah, the farm. Oh work. yeah, yeah, all the farm work. Yeah. Some, yeah, tons of farming. Oh, um, also, uh, Lancaster Central Market is another great thing you should do if you're ever in Lancaster City. I do want to go check it out. Honestly, it's um. It's pretty cute. Um, Trogues Brewing. It's not in Lancaster, but it's right outside of Lancaster. I think like maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes away. That's pretty cute. Um, what else is cute in Lancaster? Oh, there's some, there's some, oh, Duluth, I think. Let me, there's, there's some like famous artist who is from Lancaster and he's like an impressionist. Um, I think. I like I, impressions. Right? And he, like, did That's flowers. 
Um, How far is all this from uh, Hershey? I've never been to Hershey as a kid. Hershey is 40 minutes away, and it's the DeMuth Museum. Charles DeMuth was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, fun fact. Um, but yeah, um, actually I was not a Hershey Park kid growing up. I went to this place two hours away called Knobles, um, which literally love it there. Um, parking is just like a field. I think it's free entry. So it's really, really cool if you are like if you're a parent and you don't like roller coasters, I'm pretty sure you can just like wander around for free. I think that's the case. Um, but like you can buy um, like wristbands for roller coasters or you can buy like individual tickets or you can buy like a ride wristband. You can bring your own food and drink into the amusement park, which is like incredible. Um, however, the only negative, the only bad thing about Knobles is that a couple people have died at the water park, which is like, uh, Why am I laughing? But like, how do people die? On the water slide, I think, or like drowning in the wave pool. Just dangerous. Ooh, so like the wave pool's dangerous. They have a dangerous wave pool. There's a specific reason why whenever I would go to Knobles, you would just go to the the amusement park. I'll I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's also a campground too. So it's really, again, we talked about the whole like two in one shampoo and conditioner. This is a three in one deal. This is shampoo, conditioner, and body wash, but it's an, as an amusement park. That fellas, we step it up, stepping it up after COVID. If yeah. It never ends. I was going to tweet. I thought about tweeting. <laughs> hey, 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 gang, 15 days to slow the spread. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> uh, like, like, initial... like at the beginning yeah, of quarantine, like right beginning. Yeah. when we all thought that, like, oh, this is gonna be a two-week thing, you know, and here we are, like, nine months later, I'm pretty sure. Like, like we've been inside for like a full baby's length of time. Yeah. Like, I've gone, I've gone outside here and there. I've gone outside, but like human contact. Oh my god! Like, I I see a human on the sidewalk, and I'm like, ugh. I've like, I'm, it. like, afraid of people now. I'm, I've like, uh, agoraphobic. Oh, for real? Not actually, but, like, I kind of, and I think even as I've gotten older, I've, like, I'm kind of more of an introvert. I feel like I'm a very extroverted introvert where I, like, I do, like, you know, going out, hanging out with friends, but if I do it too much, I'm, like, I'm, I'm tired. Like, yeah. I need my me time. I need it's, my me time. Yeah, it's a job. I don't know some people like they'll just they'll like host an event and they keep going for like six hours. Like like Not you, you're, you're running a marathon talking to all these people. I forget so much in that time. You know what I mean? Like I would just right. get tired and you just sit and you're like, Yeah. But some people would, just talk for hours. I would just snack. Here's the thing, I'm the person that could talk for like literal hours. I think that's the reason why I'm single is because like whenever I'm on dates, I don't give the other like the other person like a chance to like put a word in. Um, I'm just like, let me talk about me for an hour. And they're like, oh, uh, okay, cool beans. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Lancaster, it's a big, it's a big spot. Yeah, I feel like there there are strangely, I feel like we have like a, like people from Erie, 
people from like northeastern PI. Scrant Scranton. Scranton. The Electric City. Um, we have like some Philly people, like native Pittsburghers. And then I feel like we have a and it's like its own thing there. Like right. I feel like we have a decent population of people like from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who like go to Pitt and then they just yeah, there's of, a like, lot. I know stay here. a lot of people from like yeah, they definitely do go to Pitt. I got news. Right? Yeah. It's that's something that I actually noticed when I came to Pitt. I was like, You're from Lancaster? You're from Lancaster? You're from Lancaster? Okay. Uh that's cool. I'm glad I'm only like one of two people from my high school here, but I'm not happy that that half of the population of Lancaster, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania is. Isn't there like, there's like, I looked, looked I think like what Lancaster County is like York. There's like, with both, mm -hmm. it's like a, a million people live there. Yeah. I think in both of them. That's like, yeah. that's almost like Allegheny County. So it's like, you know, but it's I'm more, it's way more spread out, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's like spread out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. It's like a big, big old suburb. Just a big, just a big old suburb, but everything smells like cow manure because you're probably near a farm. <laughs> a lot of farms, big time. Is where's King of Prussia at? Is that closer to? Oh, uh, King, King of Prussia is closer to, to Philly. Okay, I've never been to that. I've never been to King of Prussia either, but like honestly, the the thought of going to King of Prussia gives me anxiety because it is so large. Like, I already get anxious th at the thought of going into, like, a Forever 21 that's, like, completely disorganized and also large. That's, like, the spot if you want to steal, shoplift. Right? Oh, absolutely, because everything's already on the floor. If you see a shirt that you like in your size and it's just on the floor, like, it's yours. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but, like, I also, like, just the amount of things in a forever 21 i'm like i can't do this this is this is too much i like i don't like how many options are in front of me um i'd rather not you know so like actually shopping in itself kind of makes me anxious so that's why that's yeah. why i've I, I don't i don't really vibe with king of prussia like i'll just i'll just look at the clearance section of the the gap Call it a day. I go into H and M. Ooh, I, I love H and M. I go into H and M and I go to the back page, and sometimes it's like I just won't see anything that I like. You ever walk to a store and you go, I don't like any of this, and you just walk. Oh, walk absolutely. Out. Or it's the opposite, where it's like you like everything, but your bank account's like, um, ma'am, absolutely not. Oh, or sure. and I don't know, I don't know if you have this problem since you're since you're a dude, but ladies' clothing sometimes does this where you'll like find a shirt that you really like and you're like oh my goodness this this is a great shirt and then you pull it out and then it says something ridiculous like um like i hate clouds you know and you're like okay okay random graphic t-shirt i'm glad that you know you don't like clouds but i just wanted a plain t-shirt thanks live laugh love live laugh love yeah literally it's like eat, eat pray love right that was a book eat pray love didn't that come out oh like actually i read ago. that book um what did i think of it i think i i might have watched the um Ooh. the yeah, movie version book? i forget There's what happens in the movie the book was fine um it was fine it was fine it was just, um, it was just fine though right 
the only the only reason why I think about Eat, Pray, Love now is I tried doing this thing called The Artist's Way. And um, the author of Eat, Pray, Love did The Artist's Way. And she was like, without The Artist's Way, there would be no Eat, Pray, Love. Um, would you like to hear about The Artist's Way? Oh, for sure. Okay, the so... This, the um, fans. So it's this 12-week thing. And to be quite honest, I haven't really been keeping up with it. I have the little book, like the little textbook, but um, it's supposed to help you tap into your creativity, you know, unleash your inner artist is like the big tagline. And the two main tenets of it are the morning pages and the artist date. And morning pages are just three single side pages. So like one front and back and then one side that you do first thing in the morning, like stream of conscious thought you get sort of all of your anxiety and all of the gunk in your brain out onto the page and you're supposed to do that every single day like right when you wake up um and for the first part of the artist's way like you don't read these morning pages you revisit them later but like you don't you don't ever really reread them you don't really share them um and then the artist's or yeah the artist's date is just like a two hour block of time during the week where you just like are by yourself and you do something that sort of like fulfills you creatively and sort of is something that you want to do. So um, recently I went to the Carnegie Museum um, in Oakland um, and I literally spent like four hours there. Again, like this with mask, like very social distance, I felt super, super safe. Um, and I just like listened to Phoebe Bridgers in the museum and just like looked at art and looked at my favorite pieces of art. I went into the Hall of Minerals in the natural science section and I, cause they have like mirrors all around the minerals and the rocks and the gems yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I've, been, I've seen that before. It's unfortunately it cool. like, a, it's a very good Instagram spot. And I partially went because I like seeing all of the mirrors like reflect into each other, but I also really wanted to just like take a flick for the gram. For the um, gram. Yeah. So again, like it can be something like that. Or one time I did an artist date where it was really nice outside. So I went to the park and I hung up my hammock and I read a book. Um, so it's supposed to just be like you by yourself no technology, just two hours with your own brain and your own thoughts, which kind of sounds very daunting, but I feel like um, today we don't, doing things by yourself is sort of really fun. And I feel like we should, um, you know, promote doing more things by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like casual things, like going to casual. movies by yourself. That's a, that's a big one. Right. Um, I've never seen that. People are like... Safely. Am safely I weird? Am I, yeah. People are like, am I weird for going to the movies by myself? And others are like, no, nah, no, nah, I kind of do that all the time. No, absolutely. Like, I love doing things by myself. Like, 
I feel like there are so many people who are afraid to go to restaurants by themselves. Um, and I haven't done that much. That's but, unless it's like a bar. Bar is kind of like, maybe yeah. You just go sit at the bar, talk. Maybe yeah, you just sort of sit at the bar. Um, but I feel like restaurant is is kind of different. I feel like that, like if you're really really confident, you go like by yourself to a restaurant. If if you like want to ease in to doing things by yourself and being an independent person who doesn't need friends to have fun, like definitely like movie theater or museum. For sure, um, walk in the park. Walk in the park, walking park by yourself. Um, going, going to the grocery store. What about taking your dog? Say, what if you could take your dog to the restaurant? You know? Oh, ooh, that'd be fun. Or I feel gross. like that could get gross. Dogs are therapeutic. I honestly would be down. When whenever I see a dog in public, I like lose my shit, and I'm like, ah, puppy, as if I've never seen a dog before ever in my life. Yeah. Now dogs are fun. They do have like therapy dogs. I remember reading something about that. They were offering yeah. therapy dogs. Yeah. At colleges um, and at work workplaces. Yeah, you know, you'd bring in some therapy dogs. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like from like a shelter, the dogs? Is that who they bring? Um, no, they I think professional, they're actually, I, they're they're professionally actually, trained. They're trained, dogs? actually. I think, uh, I think it actually takes a lot of work to become a therapy dog because, like, when you think about it, like, when you're a therapy dog, uh, or even like when you're just a dog in general, like you have to handle so much stimulus happening at once because you have like five people petting you and you have to just like stay calm and you have like a little child trying to hug you and like pull at your ears and like yeah. pull at your tail and choke you do things that like devil that like demon children do. Um, and again, like you have to, as a dog, you have to like not freak out because you're supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. What do you think the dog, you know, when the dog decide when they wanted to grow up and do you think like they have to go for school for four years and then they have to like, you know, it's take out dog loans to be a therapy dog. Like, is there a, a bank? You know, is there like, a bank? Yeah. Is there um, a uh, they, uh, they uh, actually use Bitcoin. Fun fact. Um, know, they, <laughs> but Dodge, Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Um, yeah, it's how, like a dog meme, right? Do exactly. Um, just on the dollar bill. However, um, you know, we are trying to actively defund canine police dogs. Um, you know, when we say defund the police, we also mean the dogs. Yeah, um, you're bad. And, so, the, and those pit bulls, watch out. Actually, here's the thing. One, like, one of those pit bulls, uh, one of those pit bull dogs, big time rapper. Big time Cuban pit bull rapper. I would say watch out for the rapper more than the dogs. Like, listen. Pitbull shows up at your party, his his bald head refracting the lights like a disco ball. Yeah. He just has some chaotic energy where, like, he's either going to, like, pump up the jam or, like, maybe break a window. Now, what was the last see, thing about this? Pitbull hasn't had a hit in all of 2020, and at the same time, we've had COVID. Maybe, What's maybe that that's... You? I think that's the biggest blessing of the pandemic. We haven't had a we haven't had a hit from Pitbull. We've oh, been able we've been able to live peacefully sans Pitbull. Oh yeah, he hasn't been able to get anything out. See, there's no dance clubs, no dance clubs for his music. No, you know. exactly. You have to be five tequila shots deep, and then when you're five tequila shots deep, 
Pitbull is like the great. He's the man of the moment. He's he's like Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, Don't oh, fireball, fireballs on. This is my river. This yeah. is my the river. <laughs> this is my born to run. Yeah, this is my this is my dancing in the dark right here. This <laughs> one. You'll see Pitbull. Uh, everyone knows like Kali Ocho off oh, banger. Okay. It's oh that, yeah, yeah. Old, it's that one where it sounds banger. like it sounds like it sounds like if if Axe had like a song, it'd be Calioca. <laughs> like it starts out just dun dun dun, and then it's definitely like a Miami kind of like. I don't think the whole not like nobody in the, in the country gets it. Besides, I think people from the Miami area, they're like, oh yeah, this is. But I've never been in Miami, but I just hear that like it's a different vibe. Like people there are either broke i feel like you're either broke or you're super rich and you're just showing off like that's the two sides of miami yeah um i i would want to be like uh courtney and chloe take miami i remember that show and looking at their fancy penthouse and thinking the beach a pool that would be nice yes i'll be yeah they have so many skyscrapers that they've built like it just goes all the way down and i think it's like housing that's it's like it's like housing too and like just all these skyscrapers that they just flood miami with it's ridiculous wow rick ross don't forget rick ross you know he's from there we love rick ross i think if i I think if i lived in miami i would just get a boat instead of a car and i would just boat everywhere i don't know if that's possible but i like i just really want a boat (laughs) like the guy from miami vice Oh yeah, just like drive, just like fun speedboat. I would, uh, or like a jet ski. I would want to be like DJ Khaled and just like ru- ride around in my jet ski, shouting, "We the best music!" I remember like he first like he was lost at sea. I think this is it, Snapchat reached its peak. He got lost at sea one time. Oh yes! Oh, it was I remember. Dark. I think- it was dark, and he was like, "I don't know where to go." And then that was like <laughs> that. That was like his peak moment. I really, I really hope someone like saw his Snapchat and just called nine one one for him. But also like DJ Khaled, maybe call nine one one if you're like in the middle of nowhere on a jet ski, like and have phone service. I like when he's he'll do the snaps and he'll have like his wife or girlfriend on it, and right. he's just so annoyed with whatever he's tried to do because he's just a high energy guy all day like he's like baby we the best aren't we the best and she's just kind of like not right (laughs) no i'm not right yeah (laughs) she's like begrudgingly she begrudgingly agrees she's like yeah we're the we the best he's like like, all right we have all these we have all this stuff look at all these all these things i've bought we've bought for each other we've built this and then (laughs) yeah and he's like and she's like yeah she's like yeah like uh hold on Son needs his diaper changed. Hold yeah, on, let going... me parent. Man, this conversation is so 2016 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've really gone back in time. But there's not, I've been watching I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld uh, reruns since pandemic. I've watched it all. Um, I've become neurotic. I'm the opposite. I've been watching a lot of Forensic Files. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Friends. I was like, not Friends, but Friends are Oh, no. Here's the thing. I've never seen a single episode of Friends. I've heard that – 
I've just heard that like Ross is so psychotic that I'm like, I, I don't think, and I think I, pre- I maybe watched like five minutes and I was like, I don't get it. And then just went back to watching Forensic Files. Yeah. yeah it just never like, Friends would be on like all the time. Like they'd have like Friends reruns on just as much as Seinfeld. Oh yeah. Think. But it's just, absolutely I, like I, even as a kid, I like gravitate. Like I, I remember being like 11, 12 years old, I'd watch Seinfeld. It's just yeah, this is what this is funny. I feel I think like that's a Kramer. I think that's a Kramer because Kramer yeah, would just make faces. But before I find out what he did, and yeah. like you know that we all know that he did, and but I think just him being such like a whack whack job and just like I don't know, it was just a weird. It was like a person. He's just a wacky like, guy. He was. He was a, a wacky, wacky crazy guy. guy. Um, no, but I feel like there are people who. Like, Seinfeld is their personality. Like, The Office is their personality. Friends is their personality. Um, and I feel like it's they're all very distinct personalities, and they're all very distinct kinds of people. Like, yeah. I feel like Friends is my personality. They're just, like, you're, you're, you're just, like, regular, basic, you know, <laughs> pumpkin spice latte, um, brunch, all that jazz. Um... The Office is my whole personality. Um, I feel like a little bit more advanced than the basic, but still kind of basic. A little, an offshoot of The Office is my personality is Parks and Rec is my personality. Definitely two sides of the same coin. However, if you really love Seinfeld, like if Seinfeld is your personality, you're just kind of, you're maybe weird and I feel like an even <laughs> you're, I feel like an even deeper extension of like Seinfeld is my personality is like curb your enthusiasm is my personality yeah, like if you're I like oh, I too, oh yeah. I love curb too who, who I love Larry David who yeah. doesn't yeah. um but yeah speaking of Larry David have you heard of his daughter Cassie David's um latest essay in um, New York Magazine's The Cut. I haven't heard of this, well, but I've, I've seen her and, you know, she's... She's, she's beautiful. She's super hot. <laughs> However, un- unfortunately, um, she has a... She wrote a book. Um, you know, there's a profile of her... About dating, they, about dating Pete Davidson? They broke... Yes. Yeah, so it was like a profile of her that she was like, I wrote a book. Pete's in it. You know, it's all about being, like, a young woman and, like, the weird privilege of being, like, a famous person's daughter. And everyone's like, okay, like, nepotism, whatever. And then, like, so the article is called Too Full to Fuck. And the concept is, it's just, like, when you're a lady and you've just eaten too much food and you can't have sex with anyone because you're just too full, which I feel like is sort of a... It's a good it's premise. A, it's a good premise. It's a yeah. really good premise. However, it's the girl is beautiful. Unfortunately, she can't write. It is uh, journalism Twitter just blew up being like, this girl, what? this is the worst thing I've ever read. And I've also read it. And it's she pretty wrote, bad. She wrote the article, probably asked her dad, what should I call her? You went, ah, too full of fuck. Yeah. No, and, and the funny thing is, the funny thing in the, uh, in the profile where she's, like, talking about her book, like, these, these are, the profile and the essay are, like, two different things. So in her, the profile about her, like, they interview Larry David, 
And there's a moment where Cassie David is like having like a literal mental breakdown. And Larry goes, your ancestors survived the Holocaust. Like, what are you doing? And it's, <laughs> um, all of this, I'll have to send you the profile and then this ridiculous essay she wrote. But like, after I read the essay, I was like looking at reactions on Twitter and someone tweeted, I really just went there to be a curb your enthusiasm bit where it's Larry David pretending his daughter is a good writer. I, I literally, I saw that and I cried. Maybe they I was like, that it. would be perfect. Maybe they filmed it for an episode. Maybe, maybe like, I was, t I was talking with my, like my journalism friends about it. And I'm like, what if this bad essay is just a huge marketing ploy to get us to talk about the book more and then to buy the book and see if the book's actually good. And they were like, oh, it absolutely is. So, but like, I kind of, I want to have high hopes for this book, but like judging by that one essay, which all of you listening at home, I urge you to read um, and formulate your own thoughts, but spoiler alert it's bad um will i buy it probably not will i check it out from the library read three chapters and then make my decision if i want to keep reading absolutely that's free free knowledge is power at the library free knowledge information. is power Big uh, and the carnegie library is like a great library it is it's awesome i've been there a few times <laughs> who, who, who in this city hasn't been to the library been a few um, times actually i got a free little swag bag from the library for voting in the general election let's see there you go so what i all i had to do was i um on social media um i posted a picture of me and my little voting sticker and i was like hey clp maine look at me and my voting sticker. I did my civil duty. And then they emailed me being like, your little package thing. Actually backtracking. First they damned me and they were like, what's your email so we can like update you when your little swag bag is ready. Um, so they gave them my email and then they emailed me when I could pick up my little election swag bag. And then I picked it up and it's, it's actually pretty lit. Like it, it's, there's a beanie. I got a lunchbox. Like I'm oh, set, shit. I'm set for, I'm set for the revolution. You got a like, lunchbox? A lunchbox? Oh, like, yeah, man. Now I'm thinking I should have voted. No. You didn't vote? <laughs> I, did, I did not vote. <laughs> what? Oh I my goodness. Vote. I know, it was funny. Bro, why? It was, it was for, it was for the bit. For the, oh, for the bit, okay. For the bit, everyone was like, you gotta vote. And then I go, well, what if I didn't? And then, then it's like, yeah, I guess you can, but, you know. Well, I'm glad, glad, uh. I could have got a lunchbox, though. See, all you had to you tell me You could have gotten was, a lunchbox. All you had to tell now, me was you're getting a lunchbox. I was like, shit. You vote, you get a lunchbox. Next time. Now, exactly, vote in your general elections. Big time. And vote in the next big election. Be voting is important big time big time <laughs> that's been a psa out. here on the stitch <laughs> we figured it out oh if you vote you <laughs> might get a launch box <laughs> <laughs>
No, I just like that. I go to this is what I do. I go to people like <laughs> I go to people that are like real conservative, and then I go, mm-hmm. "Are you voting, buddy?" And I'd be like, "Nah, dude." They go, "You fucking idiot! You fucking moron!" And then I go, "Ah, boy." <laughs> And I go to like my liberal friends, and then I go, "Are you gonna vote?" And then, and then I go, "No, nah, I didn't vote." It's like, "Oh, come on, you, you dork, you freaking." I was like, you "Yeah, dork, you nerd." I was like, "I know." It's, <laughs> I was like, "Oh well," but yeah, I mean, it's over, right? I mean, it's it over. It's over in big quotes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are right now living through a bit of a coup, so that's fun. I like this, you know, if it's a coup, I mean, you know, coups are, you know, it happens. I mean, this is like the most boring coup I've ever seen. I mean, Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. This is the least exciting. I mean, usually it, a lot of, like, a lot of bloodshed in a coup. Exactly. You know? um, like. French Revolution, just blood in the right. streets. Right. Like, I want sliver. guillotines. I then, want guillotines. They were, they'd be, and they'd be smoking after that, right? Like the French do, and then banging all night and then they'd wake up tomorrow and do the same you know they'd be like oh yeah we're, revol- we're revolting because they have they've had like you ever hear about this that they they've had like five republics which like 200 years so they've done this like five times every 40 years done they this. do it again imagine like living through one french coup and then living through another and being like oh oh wait hard this shit again yeah and just i don't know that'd be yeah, you'd be drinking wine. You'd go to the Louvre. Louvre. <laughs> the Louvre. You'd yeah, steal yeah. that. You would steal the Mona Lisa just for fun. That could probably start a coup if you steal that. Right? Oh my goodness. Although I'm pretty sure the Mona Lisa, in like I feel like 1900s Mona Lisa maybe, but now that it's like 2020, I'm sure the Louvre is like locked down. Yeah, big time locked. You you steal a napkin in the Louvre and you're just out on the street. You know who could get in there though? Who? Uh, George Clooney and those cast members of those Oceans movies, right? Which which Oceans? Are we talking about Oceans 10, 11, 12? Well, I don't know. It could be like any any of them, right? The one, the new the one. They did a new same. one. Well, they with did all the, the new ladies. one. Oh, yeah, with the lady. Uh, they had the Aqua, Aquafina, right? And uh, Anne Hathaway, Rihanna. Rihanna was in that movie. I just I'm, saw the name Aquafina. I was like, now see that gets top billing because that's like a that weird gets name. top billing. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> name. So uh, to me, I, I mean, was like stood up to me. I that think stood out. Well, who was the name? It was Kate Blanchett was in it, right? Uh, he was in I, it. I, I think thought. so. Which iconic. No, who's the uh I should know this lady. Mindy did, um, Kaling? No, she um In the office? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. we love Sandra Bullock. Now if I now it's like that makes sense cuz like if you could put George Clooney in like female form, they Sandra Bullock, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're kind they're kind of like the same like you know, we're confident and just too cool and, you know, yeah. and, like smug, a bit smug, but like you you like the smug, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. They have that vibe. Yeah. Although, yeah, French Revolution, big time. <laughs> so, um, get your guillotines, everyone. Forecast for 2021. I'll vote. I'll vote. You know, this is what I'll vote. I'll vote if I get a lunchbox. I'll vote if they give everyone a guillotine. 
Oh, yeah. A personal one, like a mini one, like one for your finger, you know? You really- oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Heard you're not spreading around your wealth enough. Let me chop off your thumb so you can't log into your bank account and so I can log into it. Yeah, your offshore your offshore bank account on a on Epstein's island. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Did you did you watch the Netflix Epstein documentary series? No, no. How many episodes do they have of it? Um, I forget, but again, like I love true crime. I went a step further and I found the court documents on Reddit and I like read through them. Not all of them, but like a good chunk of them. Um they are very triggering um, to anyone who has experienced any sort of sexual assault. Trigger warning on there. Um, but as, you know, just it's, it's just so wild to, like, read the court documents that, like, they presented in court. Um, so, like, I read the court documents and then I watched the Jeffrey Epstein docuseries on Netflix. And I was like, oh, like, I already know a lot of this information because I read the court documents. Yeah, he, uh, I, I wonder, like, how was the docuseries? Like, was it kind of like, was it like flashy? Like, look at this guy and he's just um, crazy. Did it like, no, I think it was, was it? I think it was really, really well done. Like it kept my attention. Um, and, and I think if I'm, I haven't watched it in forever. It came out like forever ago. And I mean, by forever, I mean, probably like, three months because time is fake but from what I remember like like them using a lot of like like newspaper clippings like they would do that thing in like docuseries where it's like some interviewee is talking and then they have like a newspaper clipping of like news that happened that they're talking about Uh, so yeah I mean would recommend super super informative I remember Apparently, like, stuff about him, like, he was originally arrested in, like, 2008 for for this stuff, and then, like, got let go, and so this yeah. has been, like, and I never even knew, like... It's wild. I was, like, so, I was somebody, like, I consider myself to be pretty informed on stuff, but it's, like, I really did have no clue who this guy was until, like, two years ago, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't know him 2016. No. Mm -hmm. like it's weird how yeah and just reading about this reading about the guy like everything about him was just fake it was like made up like he's just yeah i'm a financier and then you look up you look up stuff about him it's like he wasn't certified in this 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 he just what if knew people he just just, knew people people (gasps) manipulated them like he just gross that's he just knew famous yeah he just got to like the ultimate scammer oh gross he's a nasty guy He's a nasty. That's a nasty guy. Good thing he's dead. Alleged, he's allegedly dead. Allegedly dead. Yeah. I, I I would like to think that he's dead. Well, every so. time I well, every time I go into like a um, every time I go into like a store, like a like it could be like a dollar store, like a Giant Eagle, like a convenience store, something like that. You know, they always have the tabloids. Well, the tabloids they talk about him like all the time. They talk. Oh yeah. They're all about it's like it's a nice break from the Kardashians. Usually, it's the Kardashians. <laughs> But now they're like Gislaine, it's you know just whatever. Oh, it's um, it's Guylaine. Guylaine. Guylaine, because she's French. Um, I learned that from the documentary. Um, 
like literally before I was like, just lying. Just yeah, just lane. Just lane's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in your just lane, just lane. Um, and it's funny because um, Guilen and Jeffrey Epstein were totally dating. Um, so yeah, stay in your jizz lane, jizz lane. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I was doing um, like a like a corporate girl boss capitalism capitalist bit like a while back and this was like right when like the Epstein documentary came out um so it was like the very last slide and I had like our board of directors and like Gilan Maxwell was on there like haha it's a joke along with like Garfield and like Godzilla and like a bunch of like <laughs> other evil characters um oh. and I had like one of the people go like, oh, is that is that is that Gilad Maxwell on your board of directors? And I was like, Haha, what? Who? And then I pretended um, that and like I I like edited the Google slide like on screen. I thought it was very funny and clever, and I patted myself on the back for that little bit for multiple days in a row. What? Wait. What? What was this for? Was this for? Um. So it was. It was um for something for Steel City Improv Theater. It was like a Christmas in July show. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fun. So, oh, hold on. There's more. My concept was, um, so I gave a literal pitch deck presentation in this, like, Christmas in July holiday show, like, for my company called Claws, Inc., and I was playing this character um, named Hi Holly Ivy, um, named after um, the Holly and the Ivy, which is, like, one of my favorite holiday carols. Um, and she was just like this girl boss, like capitalist character, like the, um, like the Theranos lady where it's like, I'll take your blood. <laughs> um, just like unhinged capitalist, like, um, like I'm a woman and I'm in charge, but I don't pay loves, anyone loves, well. Loves Ayn Rand. Yeah. Loves Ayn Rand. Love, loves Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> loves it to death. Loves Christmas carols and Atlas shrugged. Meet some. Where the like? Where are the Marx babes at? You know where I mean? the Marx? The Marx babes? babes, like the Marx. You know the Marx ladies, ladies. The that socialist are hotties, you mean? The socialists, yeah. Well, they're out there. It's, oh. That's the thing. I mean, I consider myself like a, like a progressive socialist lady. So okay, yeah. See, there you go. There's one me. Um, hashtag socialist hotties. Let's make it a thing. That'll be the that'll be the next hashtag. Socialist hotties. Yeah. Socialist, socialist hotties, hotties of Twitter. Socialist hotties of Instagram too. Like it works for both. There you go. And like there I could think, be see this could start like it could be like French Revolution, but it'll get bloody on like the the comment section will be bloody. And it'll yeah. be like bloody on a hot level. It'll be level. snippy. It'll be snippy. It'll, it'll, it'll be some shade thrown. It'll just be like a lot of thirst traps of beautiful women who believe in a $15 minimum wage, believe in, you know, rich people spreading their wealth, believe in healthcare for all, you know. I saw, I saw, a, thing that was, I saw a thing that was posted. It was like these robots that can flip burgers. And then someone commented, it's just like, here's, he's like, you're talking about your 15 minimum wage. They got these robots flipping burgers. I'm like, oh boy. 
They're common. They're common. As soon as that happens, it's common. And it won't Damn. be nice. I know. Although I think the reality I- hits. That's what I'm saying. Like the real like it sounds nice, you know what I mean? Like it sounds great. But then the reality hits and it's like, oh boy. Yeah. Um I think I I think I was like on again, like this is pre pandemic times. I was like on also known a as bus. Pee-pee, but- <laughs> pee-pee, pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um <laughs> So I was like on a bus home and we stopped, we stopped at a rest stop and I was like, you know what? We're at this rest stop. There's a McDonald's. I'm going to go to the McDonald's. Why not? Um, so. I got Beyond Meat now. They got Beyond Meat now, but like That's I went the into day. the McDonald's and they had like a little kiosk where you could like order your food. And then the, they also have this at Taco Bell, um, like back in Lancaster actually. Um, but you just like order on the kiosk and then they're like order 51 and then you just pick it up and grub out and i was like we really are living in 2020 like you don't even have to like face a person to order your food you can order it on your phone have it delivered right to your door or you can have it happen on you can order on a little kiosk yeah it's it's getting wild it's getting wild pretty soon we're gonna have to like um we're gonna have like Keurigs for like condiments, like ketchup, instead oh. of like bottles. Yeah, Keurig. Or like, ooh, Condom um, Keurig. the, you know how? Um, I already uh, put condiments in my Keurig. <laughs> Me too. Uh, no, you get like, like you get like those little packets, and you just throw them in there, and that's how you do it, right? It's perfect. Um, <laughs> no, but you know those, um, like at McDonald's, like the the ketchup machines where you like squish it down into the little paper cup like yeah. what if what if what if those became like automatic soap dispensers you know what i mean how like how soap dispensers work where you like put your hand under there and then oh, the yeah. soap dispense like what if you like put your little paper cup underneath the ketchup spout and then like the perfect amount of ketchup came out every time every time that, that would blow my mind that that's that's science for good you know that we need science for that not for you know, these burger flipping robots that make one mistake every 20 billion flips. I mean, come on, we're, they're making humans look bad. We do um, very well. We're about 90, we're about 85% effective at that. Right. At any job. Not really. And, we're, about as good um, as a, we're about as good as an NFL completion percentage. You know, around um, like 60 some percent. Sports. Yeah, big sports. Big sports. Um, Love sports. Love. No, but I, I was thinking, like, with the rate of, like, because, like, remember when Uber was testing, like, autonomous vehicles in Pittsburgh, and then they were also testing, like, autonomous vehicles in, like, Arizona, and, like, the Arizona autonomous vehicle, like, killed someone, so then they stopped testing autonomous vehicles in Pittsburgh. It's, like, like something would happen with the robots like the burger flipping robots where like the burger flipping robots would accidentally like decapitate someone with like a metal spatula um or they'd flip a they'd flip the patty they'd flip like an uncooked patty into someone's mouth and then they just get, yeah and then um, they would automatically get salmonella yeah and it's just it'd be nasty and then they'd be like this is a health a, this is a health risk we can't do this this is a health risk issue and then they'd say then mcdonald's would go and say you're eating at McDonald's. You're eating at McDonald's. In the court case. That's a good point. You say and you're then, eating here. You know, you, you 
Go to Chipotle for the clean stuff. Go to um, go to Wendy's. I don't know, maybe Five Guys. If you're looking What's for Chick Fil A, go to Chick Fil A here and there. Yes, Chick Fil A is a little homophobic though. However, yeah. um, their waffle fries are very good. However, they are homophobic, and I think supporting the gay people, the the, the LGBTQ community is way more important than waffle fries. And you can make your own waffle fries on a Sunday. You can make a waffle fry. You can make a waffle fry with like your waffle maker. Oh, probably. Like some hash browns and just like put it in a waffle maker. Bam, you're done. Yeah, I miss, I miss um, out of everything. I miss like Eaton Park at like 3 a.m. Oh. I don't know if you've experienced the Eaton Park around like Pittsburgh. The I have, I have done just like regular, oh, like oh, late night diner. It's it's oh well, I <laughs> Eaton Park. Well, yeah, Park After Dark. The menu, everything about it's creepy. Your yeah. waiters are creepy. Your waiters give you a weird look. I feel like I'm in The Shining when I'm in there. Yeah. And then, like, uh, well, one time I was sitting. This was out in Robinson. This was like near mm-hmm. the airport. I was there with some friends. I've probably told this story like five times on here, this <laughs> podcast, but it's like for new listeners, you know, this is a good one. But like, I was there ordering, we we're just sitting there at Eden Park after dark, got some like bad milkshake and like mozzarella sticks. You know, mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Mozzarella sticks, late night, milkshake, absolutely. And then I went, we were eating this, we heard in the table next to us, some guy was like in furious at some other dude. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to stab you. And then he just walked out of the place. We all just looked like, what is going on? So like crazy people show up to Eden Park late at night. And that's what, that's what I miss. I miss like that stuff. Seeing crazy people after dark. Um, at, at Eaton Park. I mean, at just Eaton at, Park Eaton, at Eaton Park. Yeah, specifically Eaton Park. Nowhere else, no. But Eaton Park makes it like funnier. I, oh, definitely. I personally miss... Um, uh, there's there's a Waffle House in Lancaster County. I miss Waffle House. I love Waffle House. I think as oh, soon I've as never I moved, been there. I want to go. I want to. Oh, go. Waffle House is so good. Waffle House is god tier. Um, love Waffle House. I think I literally became unhappy when I moved away from a Waffle House. Like it's scientifically proven. Um, that that's like more of a pre-pandemic thing, a pee-pee thing. However, like <laughs> pan pandemic thing um like late night ritters like a like a pandemic pittsburgh thing i miss late night ritters i live like right by ritters now um and like i've had any, a few times it's good any sort of just like late night diner experience i love it's just like it's three in the morning should i be drinking coffee no but i am yeah that place was open like 24 7 ish right yeah ish yeah. I, I and i think that's that's literally the way that they market it like we are open 24 7 ish like not actually 24 7 but like enough yeah 4 a.m like you know 4 a.m usually we just have a cleaning person in there but if you do walk in the cleaning person will cook you something oh absolutely yeah. They'll instead of going around the counter, they'll just like jump over it and they'll be like, "All right, what what do you want?" <laughs> I think it's a Waffle House. I saw a Waffle House. Uh, they have one in um, Washington. Yeah, I think that's the closest. That's the closest one. one yeah, I liked uh, a few times I've gone down south in like uh, Tennessee for like a music fest. Bonnaroo, I've been there. 
Mm-hmm. There's a play White Castle. White Castle is good. Oh, you never been to White Castle? White Castle. I like sliders. Yes, big time. But yeah. What uh, what makes a what makes a slider so delicious to you? Because it's just like a tiny burger. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. You could just. It's like a. It's like those. It's kind of like you think. Like the rolls, they're not like King's Hawaiian, although they probably kind of. Uh, it's been so long since I've had one, but it's like kind of like. You like those little sandwiches with like a King's Hawaiian roll. You mm-hmm. get some good like deli meat or whatever, like, you know, steak or whatever they put on the slide. It just tastes really good versus Got a big, big burger. But like those, I don't know, for some reason it's just like, just down. You can just, they're like, you can eat them in one bite. I think that's just <laughs> what's fun. Um, I was going to say, it's just kind of like how um, the, the very tiny mini M&Ms are tastier than the regular sized M&Ms. Yeah, mini M and M's are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Versus like a bit versus like a big one. Maybe it's because the M and M's. You know, it's like especially colder when they're colder. Like mini M and M's that are cold. Oh yeah, it tastes very good. It might be. I feel like there. It just literally might be like a surface area thing where it's like the surface area of this is smaller and for some reason tastier. Uh, hello, if, if there's a scientist listening, can you explain why little M&Ms taste better than regular sized M&Ms? Yeah, Bill Nye. Uh, like Come on, next, Bill Nye. Next Bill Nye, uh, email podcast, stoochcast at gmail.com, which is a legit email. But yeah, I have I one just, person that sends me emails and it's, you know, I know who the person is, but like, They'll send emails of joke, but they haven't sent one in a while. So. Oh, wow. We're, we're, wait, we're waiting on new joke. I mean, I could check right now. And usually that's how I end the show. I just read whatever they send over. But Yeah, I was going to say, like, you've been talking for a while. It might be might be yeah. time to we read covered some a lot. We covered, we covered like yeah. an hour. We covered an hour, and I think that's, that's – I think a- we did good. We, we struck, struck a nerve with the, uh, with the food. You get good food talk. Mm-hmm. It gets it gets rolling talking about, you know, French Revolution. A lot of topics covered. A lot of mentioning of the guillotines, you know, P and PP. Oh, yeah, pandemic, pre pandemic, <laughs> being nostalgic. Saying that, like, just hearing that is so stupid. It's so funny. It's like, it's so immature. Like, it's just like, what adult says that, you know? That's just like, you're not, you're like a, pa- a parent, a parent, like, that's like parent. That's like a dad stuff. joke. Yeah, yeah. Absolute no, dad s- joke. Yeah, I don't, I don't see one. <laughs> I don't see any. We're just waiting. I just, yeah. Just, Man. Just all these, all these emails from YouTube about changing their terms. Everyone's doing the rewind, right? YouTube rewind. They're not, yeah, because of of the pandemic. They're like, it's they they were like everything is bad that we know that doing a youtube rewind would just be in bad taste so we're just not gonna do one which fair um because honestly tiktok's gonna take the mantle we're gonna be like watch what we do they're they're probably gonna do something review um yeah i literally every i don't understand how they could just like make a youtube rewind because i feel like usually youtube rewind is like pointing out like all of the big things that happened in youtube but i really i really can't point to one 
Like I feel, I feel like TikTok has really had its moment in quarantine where that's why YouTube rew- Rewind is like, all right, uh, we're going to wait until uh, 2021 and see if uh, people on the internet feel better and want to just like make us some content that we can use to market at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm trying to th- like, what's YouTube really, I mean, no music, no real new music videos and all that yeah. stuff, right? Like you can't really do any nothing, of that. Nothing really no like vlogs. wildly iconic. <laughs> no vlogs. I remember early YouTube and they had just like evolution of dance. Remember that? That's stupid. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good like times. 2007. Now it's time. just like, uh, like neo-Nazis just like spreading misinformation and kids watching <laughs> messed up edits of Peppa Pig. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know it's a thing. Like, um, a lot of, a lot of parents were complaining because, um, the YouTube algorithm was like suggesting these like really messed up edits of like like self-made like Peppa Pig videos that like looked really really convincing um and parents were like oh my god this Peppa Pig video is so cute for my child it's Peppa Pig family friendly and then like Peppa gets her head ripped off and the parents are like what and the child is crying um yeah YouTube YouTube like came under fire for that who would even have the time that like at YouTube to watch all these videos that like people upload? Like imagine being the person that screens like YouTube content. YouTube videos? Oh, that'd be wild. You'd be like the shit. Also, like, like see people try to upload, you're like, no. And then you're like Um I I would probably I would be like, all right, if I'm at YouTube and I have to screen all these videos do I get free therapy? Because I'm sure you see so much messed up stuff between like exponentially gross like pimple popping videos to like i don't know there are some messed up people who probably like decapitate other people and like post it on youtube because they're freak because they're like not freaks i shouldn't say freaks but i mean like they're like this is funny when it's not they have a, um, they have a problem yeah. they have a problem yeah. like i feel like if you were a youtube screener you would see so much and you would just be like if i'm not in therapy there will be problems. Yeah, basically. I mean, on that note. On on that it? happy note. <laughs> that happy note. Is there anything else? I mean, you know, yeah, like journalism. Like you've written for all these uh, publications and stuff. Like, what's have you covered? Like a lot of like what's been happening uh, this year with like Black Lives Matter protests um, and all that stuff. Unfortunately, not just because a lot of the. Um, publications that I freelance for I mostly do um like arts and culture okay features. Yeah. Uh, yeah. um yeah, that's sort of like my bread and butter I, yeah. I, I am like a newsy girl like if anyone that I freelanced for was like do you want to like I think the newsiest thing that I've done is for Pittsburgh magazine I wrote this huge huge feature about um mental health in the pandemic on college campuses um, so that's probably like the most newsy thing I've done as of recent. But yeah. um, City Paper has been doing some really, really great um, Black Lives Matter coverage. Um, there are a lot of freelance photographers who are on the ground taking photos. Um, yeah, no, I mean, even though I, I would love to be, I, I mean, I feel like I... Like there, there's, there are just so many people doing very good work that, um, 
I just like it, the, just the work just hasn't come my way and that's fine. And, um, like I would rather, um, and like I've covered, I don't know how to say this in a, um, cohesive way, but like, um, there, there, there are just so many other great journalists in the area that I would rather read protest coverage from then just little old me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I, like I can do news. I have covered protests before, but like, I feel like I'm so far removed from that scene. And like there, there are so many, there are people who are very much in that scene that are very trusted. And, and so I trust them because they've been on the ground more than I have been. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's tough. I mean, like at the end of the day, it's been like a tough year for, I mean, anybody in like any career. You know, it's just like. Yeah, no, and especially, um, and especially, it's definitely a hard time for journalists because, like, because of the pandemic, like a lot of newsrooms are facing like budget cuts, and so there are a lot of layoffs. Like, um. I think the morning call out of Allentown, um, they're owned by Tribune Publishing and Tribune Publishing just like didn't pay the rent on their office for a couple months. So now they're like, their office is like getting sold, like their 100 year old office. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to end the podcast, I guess um, my plea would to be to just like um, support local journalism, follow local journalists who are doing um really really good work um because it, I, i'm pretty sure it's like proven that um places that don't have um like a daily newspaper um or like some sort of outlet that holds government officials accountable there's just sort of like there's like more corruption in the government, um, all yeah. that jazz. So I remember reading some. There was something in. Um, I remember reading some. There's. It was in Wyoming. I forget. I think it was. I don't know. If, I don't know if the, the town's right, but it was like I think Casper, Wyoming. They don't mm -hmm. have a news. There's like some town and towns in Wyoming. They don't have, like Casper, Wyoming doesn't have a newspaper or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true, but I met like some town in Wyoming. Like they don't have a newspaper for like a like couple thousand people or whatever and so that's your community and it's you know wyoming i mean it's a very rural state you know the cowboys on the farms and stuff you know who are they gonna mm -hmm. you know they're not they're not reading they're not reading new york times you know yeah yeah which is why which is why local news is so important exactly so tldr support local news that is my um that is my plea and if you're if you're a journalist and you're listening journalists you can you can be funny don't be afraid to like do comedy and do improv like both of those things have definitely helped me in journalism and being a journalist has sort of helped me in comedy so awesome see, that's my shtick see that's amanda reed thanks for coming on i appreciate it yeah thanks for you know. having me yeah no problem and uh that's that's the podcast you know email do you want to plug anything is there anything you want to plug um 
Not really. No, I don't think. I mean, follow me on social media. That would be rad. But other than that. Like a Twitter, like your Twitter handle. Oh, what is my Twitter handle? Uh, It's at R-E-E-D-K-A-T underscore ReadCat. That's like sort of my whole brand. ReadCat. There you go. That's that's a podcast. I'm Andy Stuchel. You can send an email. Stuchcast at gmail.com. You know, it should be be uploading more. This is Stuchcast. I believe 143. It's not Question 155. Mark. It's 143. <laughs> That's what I'm I glad you. I'm glad you fact-checked yourself. I know. We're, we're getting there. We're fact-checking the, the funny people. <laughs> right? Right. So that's it. All right. Take care.